the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Family Oneness, an exciting broadcast focused on God's families. Here, we will be discussing insightful, powerful, life-changing applications from the Word of God. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Bless you and welcome again to Family Oneness, focused on the family. A Bible-centered time of encouragement, sharing a word for fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, grand and godparents, all that make up our family unit. It's a word of strength and encouragement. The family we know is God's central power unit for changing lives and strengthening faith. I'm your host, Pastor Bree Jackson. I'm a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop Ari Jackson. I'm excited to be here with you again. Our message today is... Make room. Our key scripture is found in St. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. I want to acknowledge our co-host and my pastor, Bishop R.A. Jackson. Good morning, everyone. He will join us at the close of our broadcast to say a prayer for our families. Families of the Most High God, open your Bibles and turn with me to St. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. And it reads, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, Ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Families of God, today we seize this opportunity to sit at the master's table, because we know that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Father, we know that you said that you're not a man that you should lie, nor a son of a man that you should change your mind. We can confirm this in the book of Samuel when it reads that he who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Father God, you are faithful. Today, our saving grace is in the word of God, that it says that you remember your covenants forever, the word that commanded for a thousand generations. Now I humbly ask you, Father, that you speak to our families today, your word, Lord God, and let this message, let this message, God, encourage us to make much room. We speak miracles of healing, Holy Ghost movement, salvations, provisions in the atmosphere for all those, Lord God, who give you praise and glory and serve your mighty name. For you alone are Alpha and Omega, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Somebody today shout, I will make mushroom. Families of the Most High God, fathers, mothers, sons, and daughters, there's something about St. John chapter 8, verse number 37. Jesus says, I know that you're Abraham's seed. He says, I know who you are. I know who you are. 
but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. We know that St. John 8 is a very memorable passage. It's the passage of the adulterous woman. It's where Jesus says that he is the light of the world. There's a lot going on, yet we get down to verse number 31, and there are some issues. Jesus says, you you must continue in my word. I, I know that you're here. I know that you're with me. You believed on me, but you need to get with me and continue in my word. And he says, and it shall get you to know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But there's friction. There's something that happens with the word free because the implication is that there was slavery or bondage. And they wanted to tell the master their state. They wanted to tell the master where they had been. Saints of God, families of God, wanting to tell God all about the circumstances and the what had happened. But Jesus comes back and he says something about them. He says, you know, we were we are Abraham's seed as though Abraham supersedes the one and only true living son of God. We're Abraham's seed. It was this priority or that priority or this is what they did to me. But Jesus comes back and he says, I know who you are. I I know what you're talking about. Jesus says, I know that you think that you are free. I know that you feel that you are free. What is freedom without the word? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory, the glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. They knew not what they were missing. Back to the message. Why do you seek to kill me? If you know who I am, if you were free, free in the word, not free in the flesh, but free in the word, the word. Why do you seek to kill me? The Jews standing round Jesus in verse number 31. Again, that St. John chapter 8, verse 31. The Bible says that they had believed on him. In other words, they, they had they had the, in other words, they had the mannerisms, but didn't have the traditions. They had the sounds, but no word. They had an altar, but no adherence, no dedication, no faithfulness, no devotion, no fidelity, no obedience, no obligation. Saints of God, Jesus is saying you have the container, but you need to make room. You, you made the, the room in the house, but you didn't fill it. You, you built the house, but didn't put my name on it. You got the job, but didn't give me a place in your office. You have the home and the children but you forgot to make room for me today family of God we must make much room families of God where we make our relationship with God our number one priority where we focus on adherence and devotion become obedience we have the faithfulness our allegiance to God is strong we understand that we must conform to the word of God we understand that we look and we observe the things of God that there's consistency in our life that we have this attachment and this certainty that we know that we have complete dependability on the word of God we look in a situation where we can acquiesce and get into a quiet room. There was a song a long time ago that says, come on into the room where we make room for God, make room for God. He becomes our priority. We do not go forward without checking with our head, checking with the Lord. Jesus says, yeah, you're with me, but I need you to get with me. You believed on me, but the more you get in the word, the more you know the truth, it will make you free. And you'll not only believed on him, but we'll be able to have faith in him and trust in him and to walk with him and to walk in the word of God somebody today ought to shout hallelujah God 
We will make room. Families of God, we make room. We make room every day. Not just when there's a problem, situation, or circumstances. Not just when we're being attacked. Not just when we're being accused. Not just when we're being pressed down. Not just when we're depressed. Not just when we've been overwhelmed. But every day, we make room. We make room for the Lord. The Jews, those who believed on him, had a problem because Jesus says, no one else says it, but the power maker says in verse number 37, I know who you are. I know that your Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you, no place in you, families of God. Those are not the words that we want to hear today. So we'll make room. We'll make room right now, today, this moment, this very hour, this second and this minute, we will make room for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Shout Amen. John was the sincere servant of our Lord Jesus, and he emphasized that we needed to make room, almost as a presupposition that we may not have enough room. As he recounts that day that our Lord is in the Mount of Olives teaching, John starts by saying that Jesus is teaching, that the people came unto him, and he sat down, but the scribes and the Pharisees brought him a woman caught in sin. She had committed adultery. The spiritual leaders began to recount the law of Moses, which stated that she should be stoned. The Bible says that they were testing our Messiah. We all know that he didn't give an ear to hear them. He wrote on the ground with his finger. He reminds me of the book of Genesis. He went back to that humble beginning in the earth. He wrote something. What he wrote, we do not know, but they persisted in asking him, and he lifted himself up. The Bible says, he lifted himself up in St. John chapter 8 verse 7, and he said this, he that is without sin among you, among you, those who are standing up, those who are presenting themselves, he says, let him cast a stone at her and he returned to writing on the ground we can read the story we know what happened their hearts were convicted they began to turn away and when he turned back again there was no one standing there but our focus today drops down to verse number 31 family of God it drops down to where it really gets to the heart of the matter the heart of what was going on those professing themselves why those professing themselves to be strong we as families of God be, we need to be careful when we're at our strongest be careful when we feel most most complete be careful when our faith is soothing and moving be careful be prayerful be vigilant be on guard because the enemy is looking for someone to devour and when the storms come to attack our families let them find us on full full of the word of god full of the spirit of god full of the power of god because we made much room make room for god today make him first Make room for God today. Make him first. Not I, 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 but the I am. Jesus is the I am. Families of God, we need the I am in our lives. We need the I am in our families. We need Jesus in our homes. Today, we're making much room for Jesus. Shout amen. Our first point, clean up. It's cleaning time, saints of God. It's time to get organized and rearrange. It means to organize existing objects and belongings to create a space for new objects. Today, we need to open up a space, a way, or a passage and remove any obstructions to give room. To remove those obstructions and those barricades, those blockages, those difficulties, those hurdles, those jams, those restraints, saints of God. We need to step over and move into a place and get rid of 
any blockages, difficulties, roadblocks, stumbling blocks, trouble, walls preventing us from making much room for Jesus, for Jesus to be the head of our life. We know that sin is all of those things that separate us from being closer to God, that gets our attention, our passion, our compassion, that steps on our consciousness, that separates, puts a a void or a wall between our relationship, our relationship in the word and the word in our relationship with God. We must remember Philippians chapter 3 verse 14 where it says I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're likened into the severest attic when we can't steady our course and fulfill our the laws of God. We're like an attic when we can't stay in one place and we go from high to low and low to high on a daily basis. But today step into St. John chapter 6 verse 63 where it reads it is the spirit that quicketh, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Followed by St. John 15 verse 3, it says, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Families of the Most High God, do not be weary in well-doing, For in due season, we shall reap a harvest if we faint not. Families of God, when we're in the vine, we're strong. When we're in the vine, we can stay in faith. But the enemy tries to get us to malign our words. He tries to get us to be rancorous, always offended. He tries to get us to malign our words, to go against what we're speaking in faith for, to go against what we're believing God for. I'm talking about being self-destructive. The enemy tries to teach us how not to have great faith, tries to teach us not to believe too much. In other words, stay in your place. But Jesus asked a question, and I want to ask our families. He says in St. John chapter 8, verse 43, he says, Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there was no truth in him. When he spake a lie, he spake of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Jesus is talking. He says, listen, this, it is Satan. It is the that old serpent, that old one that's always sneaking around looking for whom he might devour that gets us to not clean up. Today, God is asking us to do a simple matter. That is to remove all of the obstructions, anything that comes between our relationship with Jesus. It may be something as simple as making a specific time to meet up with God. It may be to turn off the phone and get to a quiet place. But whatever it is, fathers, mothers, sons or daughters, it is my ask of you that we do it, that we surrender, that we give all and be all for Christ. Somebody shout amen. Secondly, families of God, after we've cleaned up, we have to maintain. We have to maintain. In St. John chapter 8, verse 38, it says, I speak that which I've seen with my father, and you do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, If you were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that have told you the truth, which I've heard of God. 
and this did not, Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Saints of the Most High God, this cleanup work is not for show. It's not to prove something to ourselves. It is to make room for Jesus. So not only do we clean up, we now need to maintain, maintain the space, maintain the standards, the same standards, the same blood, hallelujah, that was shed on the cross, raised Jesus from the dead, the same blood, the same way we prayed for this son. We may have to pray for that son and pray for somebody else's son. It is that same standard. It's a standard of maintaining. It's a standard that shows proof. Remember, Jesus is asking us today to do a simple thing, which is to clean up. Somebody used to say, clean up around your own front door before you try to clean up around mine. I think that was a song, somebody. And my grandmother used to always love to remind me that Satan not only wants to come to do damage, but he wants to make himself our father. He wants to ratify adoption papers and change our life from good to bad. He wants to take us from the upper room to the downward spiral. But today we say not today. We scream out Elohim, meaning that God is our creator. We scream out El Shaddai, which is God Almighty. We go on and say Adonai, which is the master, our Lord Jehovah, which is Yahweh. We decree and declare that we belong to Jesus. After we've cleaned up, we must maintain. If you're just now joining us today, if you're studying at home, or maybe you're attending virtual worship, we're talking about make room, make room, making room for the power of God, making room for the word of God, making room for the love of God. Our key scripture is found in the book of St. John, chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. Now back to the message. Families of God, we've said that the enemy wants to ratify our adoption, but that we belong to Jesus. We belong to Jesus. Lastly, families of God, after we've cleaned up and we've maintained, and then we have to study it. It becomes not just our standard, but it becomes our way of life. In St. John chapter 8, starting at verse 51, it reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Oh, that's a question I could talk about. Who do you think you are? They're asking Jesus. Families of God, run with me to verse number 54, because it says, Jesus answered, If I honor myself... My honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his sayings. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Families of God, Jesus defies the very nature of what they were trying to achieve. Jesus defies the nature of proving who you say you are. 
Not only do we want you to tell us, but we want you to prove it. In the message today about making room, be careful, families, that the enemy doesn't try to get you to prove it. Oh, you believe God? Prove it. You're standing in faith? Prove it. We must maintain. Somebody say maintain. And after we have maintained, we must go on, families of God, and make that our way of life. And the enemy knows that once we put something into our spirit, once we allow it to saturate in our heart and mind, the Bible says that there's nothing that could stand in front of us. There's nothing that can defeat us. These leaders attempted to see a supernatural result from a natural state. They're trying to get something out of nothing. They're trying to get Jesus to come from a supernatural position to a natural position. But today, families of God, remember this. St. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Families of God, we have to remember that our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have to remember in Matthew chapter 10 verse 1, and we had called unto him, his 12, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. We must make room. Families of God, we must make room and recognize and reorganize and reprioritize and review and remove and replace all things that come against God. We must remember that we shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost parts of the earth according to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We must remember when we make room for God, make room for the power of God, make room for the love of God. The enemy then he has a problem. We must also remember, families of God, that our faith, our faith is what gives us the ability to make room. So today we're going to reprioritize. We're going to put things in a different order. We're going to put God first in all things. We're going to remove every barrier. We're going to come against every word that would dare to exalt itself up against the knowledge of God in our lives. Families of God, we saw in the scripture where Jesus is having a conversation. It is one of the most pinnacle stories in the book of St. John. Jesus is went to the Mount of Olives, it says in verse 1. That's St. John chapter 8, verse 1. But it says he comes back to the temple and he's in the court. He's in the court. And he sits down in the court of the temple. And these these events, they take place. Jesus is not disturbed. Jesus is not worried. With the calmness, he's able to go from, watch this, he's able to go from those accusing him and testing him. He's able to go and give a complete debrief. Then he's able to come back and put questions in place. He goes on and calls out the enemy and then he tells them the reward if we would just make room if we would make room in our lives if we would make him first we would put him before all things we would cast out everything that's not like him oh that sounds like a sermon if we would then make ourselves strong by having a standard maintaining and a lifestyle somebody today god may be talking to you I know he was talking to me when he said, make room for me. Get rid of all those things that are not like me. Don't take on the, the antics and the superficial nature in the un, unnatural behavior of the world in the sense of the fly-by-nights and the style and progression. But what about Jesus? 
Where is the love of Christ? Where is the commitment to the word of God? Families of God, remember, we stand upon a rock and this rock does not fade and this rock does not fail. We hold to the standards of the words of Jesus Christ. We build our house up on not on sinking sand, but on the rock of Jesus Christ. And today I'm believing God that somebody today hears me by the spirit and shouts, bless God. I'm yet praying for our children. I'm yet praying for our sons and our daughters and their education. I'm yet praying for those to to be safe as they go out and about. I'm praying for fathers and mothers to stand strong and set standards for our children. I'm yet praying for our communities. I'm yet praying for the health and wealth of our families. I'm yet praying for the economy, somebody. I'm yet praying for the market. I'm yet praying for those things that we need in order to continue to promote the name of Jesus Christ. I'm yet praying for those who are standing in positions of leadership I'm yet praying for those who are aspiring to be in leadership. It is praying time, saints of God, and we must make room for God as the head of our lives. Praise the Lord, Bishop. While the Spirit of God is still moving, will you please come and say a prayer for us? Let us pray. Lord God, your families today are stirring up the gift that you have given us, making much room for much power. Not our own might, but your might, power. Working in us, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your amazing love has been poured out for us at the cross and poured into us by the Holy Spirit. We want to taste and experience more of the depth and breadth and length and height of your amazing love. Help us to walk by faith. Help us to endure in suffering. Help us to fully embrace your son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So pour out your love in our hearts in increasing measure by the power of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We stand on the word of God today, knowing that we do not speak in the words which men's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Ghost teaches Comparing spirit things with spiritual. We hear from your throne room today that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. We had a question who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We are victorious. We bless your name now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Someone say amen and amen. Thanks again for listening to Family Oneness, where we're sharing the word of God that encourages our hearts and connects us to the Lord. Bishop and I aspire to continually be a voice of one crying in the wilderness for our families. Because we know from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about a bloodline and that bloodline being the family of God. The Family Oneness Prayer Circle sends our best and love to you all. And now a word from one of our young leaders. Hi. 
I'm Deacon Elijah Torian. And during the time of the COVID-19, we are having virtual service at The Rock. Our virtual Sunday morning service is live at 1045 a.m. to 1145 a.m. on our Solid Rock Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. Our drive-through offering is also Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to 1035 a.m. We are located at 611 Amador Street in the city of Vallejo, and our cross street is Florida. Our Wednesday night Bible study is also virtual on our Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith Facebook page at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith. Services start at 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. More information can be found at srcof.org. Feel free to share your prayer requests with us online. Bishop, Pastor, and I look forward to seeing you there. We, we will, will see, see you, you at The Rock. Rock. I am your host, Bree Jackson, a pastor at Solid Rock Cathedral of Faith Church, where the senior pastor is Bishop R.A. Jackson, located at 611 Amador Street in Vallejo, California. Thank you so much for joining us today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.